Yes. The Call Center Podcast, episode 45. Myself, Liam, a.k.a. ACG Lee, or Lee from Netflix. This is for over 18s only. <laughs> yes. A.k.a. <laughs> the Broke Baller. Loud when broke, silent when balling. Oh. And next, we have the uncensored, untamable, Instagram and YouTube personality. Don't block out the first name or the last name either. <laughs> it's a man, the myth, Kai Gallagher. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Thank you for the intro. It's Kai Gallagher. You know the motto, you know the drill, adapt or perish, excuses or results. I'm out here. I'm local. I'm locked in. What are you saying? I'm all good. I'm so happy to hear that the FDC are not going to censor any of those lines that Kai just said. <laughs> no censorship on this podcast. We, we, cannot, we, we cannot be censored, bruv. That's it. We speak freely. E for explicit. <laughs> Again, I always kind of like do these kind of like segues from like previous episodes, but let me just stay true to form. Speaking of censorship from last week, yes. um, one thing that I feel is if a lot of people use or they make a use of censorship for is to market products. Um, I mean, we were kind of talking last week more about like how censorship can sometimes be quite a negative thing, which I obviously agree with. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people kind of use outrage or negative things or things that are seen as sort of like wild or you know explicit to sell a product or to draw attention to a product or a service um and it'd be good today if we can kind of even just explore the concept of marketing in general um i guess to kind of kick things off my question to you no right or wrong answer obviously but like what does marketing mean to you brilliant question I think marketing to me is every company, every product has got to be sold. Bottom line, businesses are created to make money. Mm -hmm. And typically what's going to generate money is eyes on the product. You've got to get eyes on it, right? Yeah. That's where marketing comes into play. That's where you have marketing teams. Um, you devise marketing strategies. You need eyes on your product. If no one knows about your product that you're selling, mm -hmm. it's not going to get sold. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we lead to these scenarios where, in theory, it seems a bit mad to certain things that people would do to put eyes on their product. But when you think about when it's just raw numbers, that, I mean, that, that's why people have like dedicated marketing teams and stuff like that. A lot of the time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, you know, you hear they say good publicity, bad publicity. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. Eyes on a product. So I think that's where you see companies and businesses take advantage of the fact that that's true to weigh in and, 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 and use certain social issues. You know, like companies don't give a toss about racism or um gender equality bruv trans mm -hmm. transsexuals bruv the, companies don't care about any of that stuff 
<laughs> I'm really, really, I'm so sorry if I, if you weren't aware of that. I'm sorry to break it to you, Brev, but <laughs> they don't care about your gender equality, racism issues. Not, they don't care. That's really upsetting. I know you're probably really upset, Brev, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is products need to be sold. And they know people lean into these certain things and care about the world. They care about these certain things for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna play up to it. Oh, we've done X, Y, and Z to combat racism or to combat gender equality. We've included this, this, and that. The only reason they're doing that is because they believe that it's going to be profitable for them. It's going to lead to more attention to their whether it's media it's a tv show a film a product they're trying to sell a podcast it doesn't matter what it is a youtube channel um so i think a lot of the time that goes over people's heads um what do you think i'm so glad you kind of like just ended it on that like I agree. Again, um, I agree. I think that just on the last point you said about things going over people's heads, do you know the funny thing is? Um, Take H&M, for example, right? They, you know, they're a huge company. Yeah. Huge Swedish company that have loads of sort of like sister brands and sister products. Massive corporation. Mm. Yeah. And a few years ago, um, they put out, promo photos of like new clothing um with a jumper which i believe had like a monkey on it um, i remember this yeah and it, i think it says something like the coolest monkey in the jungle or the smartest monkey in the jungle <laughs> yeah. and they happened to put a black model black baby or kid in this particular jumper i remember that yeah um, and it caused mass outrage and you have loads of people again you know we, we talk about all the time on social media following each other literally and then sending out posts about how much of an outrage it is and we should cancel H&M and we shouldn't be shopping at H&M no more. Yeah. Funnily enough, around that same time, you had, you know, Gucci bought out products where I believe, I don't know if it's their models or like the actual like animation of it all was like either in blackface. Blackface or something. I remember that, yeah. I mean, I think there was another brand, maybe Dolce & Gabbana. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong to anyone. Mm -hmm. At Dolce and Gabbana, who listens to the podcast. <laughs> Don't cancel us, please. Yeah. But there was also another brand that used nooses for their um, catwalk show. So they literally had like ropes right. tied around the neck. And the actual hoodie itself, the, str- the strings of the hoodie were more like ropes, right? Okay. okay. Um, and it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, again, from an overstanding point of view, all of this is outrage marketed um so the reverse of what you were saying bro where you were saying like a lot of these companies come out and say like oh we're in support of this racial cause we're in support we're in support of gender inequality or i don't know like you know sexual liberation or whatever right a lot of these brands here saw all of the attention that h&m got around that time and all the other brands were getting just a little sprinkle of racism. It doesn't matter. They'll forget in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know how they work as well, innit? They yeah. know the bandwagon kind of mentality. Yeah. 
Of course they do. It comes and goes. Yeah, yeah. Of course they do. And it's like, they know their target audience as well. And a lot of people come out and say like, you know, these brands, these Italian brands don't care about black people. So why do black people rush to buy these brands? Yeah. But at the end of the day, who really cares? Like, for example, you know, like we've all got to wear something yeah. in this world. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, thanks to Adam <laughs> Neve, fucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't mind if it was a little less. This is the problem with <laughs> it's the problem I have with the lid now, Jake. <laughs> but but um, I, I think that I think we all have to wear clothing, right? Yeah. And with, and with that being said, at some point in the actual chain of the clothing being produced for us, there is some sort of human rights violation that takes place. Whether the, the clothing is being sewed in a factory in a third world country, yeah. That we're wearing, we're kicking footballs around that sewed for like two p an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, by kids, by kids. So it's child labour. So I mean, everyone gets on their high horse about about this stuff, but you don't see these things being produced. And on top of that, you know, I wear a lot of Nike. You wear a lot of Nike. Yeah, I swear to you now, I don't think in the Nike offices when they're having their creative meetings, I don't think they're actually saying like, do you know what? Before we put this out, yeah, I wonder what Kai and Liam think about this. They don't give two fucks about it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? They don't actually give two With fucks. With all due respect, they don't, no. With all due respect, we're all literally in a lot of these business meetings, whatever product we're being sold, whether it's clothing, music, whatever, we are all just statistics. Yeah. Even to the government. So forget selling products. As byproducts, we are all just statistics. So they're not sitting there thinking, Again, on a granular level, Liam and Kai. Yeah. But they are thinking, oh, if we bring out this particular colorway in London, London youths from the, between the age of 18 to 35 or whatever will probably wear it. So there you go. Then we start to fall into these sort of like brackets, right? Yeah. But I think it's, I think again, it's like, um, it's like made up self importance from a lot of people when they're made to think that like these products are sort of like made for them. And they have such a say in the way in which things work and the way in yeah. which things happen. Um, whereas more often than not, going back to the marketing term, you're just you're just being used. Your valuableness is being used. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're just being used. And your eagerness to jump into and react to certain things mm-hmm. is being taken advantage of. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I agree with you as well, just on like the marketing definition in general like everything needs to be sold yeah um but at the same time everything needs a buyer and that's the problem and i think that's well problem's the wrong word but i guess like because we have access so much now to like again the mobile phones and the Mm -hmm. digital world and the internet and stuff like that we're we're able to see more often than not now a product and this is where influencers come into it a product don't need to spend thousands and thousands of pounds or even millions on a television ad where they have to get famous actor to do a stunt in a car blah 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 in order to advertise coca-cola to you they can do product placement in reality tv shows which is probably a lot more cheaper and just get the people to just drink it with the logo showing they can also send it to an influencer who wants to get their followers up and the influencer has to then like produce the post and 
the post is ghostwritten more often than not, and you have to have the hashtag and stuff like that. And it's posted on the story, and you get told to post it three times a week, and all these little like rules, you know, for a thousand pounds sometimes. Yeah, it's way it's way che- it's way cheaper for the companies to do it that way as well. Way way, cheaper. and it's probably a lot less strenuous in terms of like devising big strategies on like, all right, we're gonna pump, I don't know. 500k into this one marketing strategy mm-hmm. this needs to fucking bang whereas mm-hmm. i can just throw a grand here grand here it's going to get me like potentially more traction than them old school methods yep with way less money thrown at it like it's a baby thing exactly exactly and like nowadays they know their again they know their audience they know their statistics they know their people who they're selling to they know their robots us essentially right Human yeah. beings. they know what they're doing so they know that we're more likely to follow follow what molly may is doing yeah because molly may's life although it isn't um and you know respect to her or whatever but like molly may's life is not attainable to yeah. us as average people right mm-hmm. but we're made to think that way because uh, oh my gosh she came from nothing and she just went on this like reality tv show and i think she won i'm not sure but she went on this reality yeah. tv show she met this good-looking guy who mentoring like a long-term relationship. Boom, she started getting deals from all of these sort of like fast fashion brands. And look where she is now. She's like a fucking entrepreneur. Amazing. And she can go on to like podcasts and tell you you've got to work harder. Or whatever, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fair play, right? Fair play. All right. All right. Cheers. Thanks for that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so the average person is now sitting in there like, home their mother's home in let's say warsaw or like manchester or leicester or whatever Mm. now has those same hazy dreams right so then you go out and you buy the fake tan and you go out and you buy the fast fashion and try and emulate it you take photos you put your hashtags out and blah 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 you want to be the next molly may yeah it's a lot easier to sort of like her than to like tell you to buy this 20 pound dress or but invest in this particular teeth whitening kit or something like that, than it is for you to then go and switch on your TV and in between Coronation Street, watching this elaborate cartoon-like advert. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's just yeah. not relatable to you no more. Yeah. The, pho- the phones have made everything so local and relatable to us. Yeah, and the same way, the same way when you're watching that TV show and the advert comes on, what are you doing? You're looking at your phone. You're not even looking at the TV anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why data um, is such a big thing in the world of marketing Mm. in general, because every word that is said around our mobile phone devices, every click that we make, every page that we visit is all documented on the World Wide Web. Um, Obviously, the clue is in the name as well. You know, it being a web, you get caught in it, don't you? So like all of your information continues to get caught in this web. Bars. (laughs) <laughs> you know as well i'm here all night, I'm here all night. <laughs> bars <laughs> so it gets caught in this web right and then yeah. you, it can then be used against you afterwards so then what tends to happen is you know we know this already but then you speak about a pair of trainers or you speak about going on holiday and then two days later you're on your phone or you're on the internet and there's like little pop-up ads for this particular holiday or for these particular trainers. those exact trainers yeah do you know what i mean we've all like, seen that yeah, and it's all data driven. And again, the people that are at the top of these companies, they're not the most smartest people in the world. Me and you have just cracked the code in what half an hour 
Um, yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing, guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, shout us. We, yeah. we, we, we can do bits for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just wake up and just smell the roses. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, we, as you just said, right, people are not sitting there anymore concentrating on a show. It's just not happening. Um, everyone is looking down at their black screens, their black mirrors, right? Yes. And they're looking down at these phones and that's the, they're putting information into the phone, which is then mm. regurgitating information back to them. Yeah. And what's happening is you're kind of just living in this like continuous cycle of just like information being thrown back and forth. It's like a tennis match. Yeah. Um, you're giving your brain no time to sort of like think for itself anymore because you're being told to protest for this one minute and then you're being told to go and buy this the next minute. And it's all contradictive and it's all intertwined and it's just all a bit messy. Yeah. And it's all short-lived as well. Yes. Yeah. And and that's another thing, like, that's where the fast fashion and the fast, the, the get rich quick, like, thing is advertised to you as well. That's marketed yeah. heavily yeah. as well. Um, cryptocurrency and, like, NFTs and Forex trade and stuff like that. Yeah. Quick, quick results, innit? Yeah. The realities of, like, going to work and building yourself up in a company like our maybe grandfather's mm-hmm. era would have done and worked there for 30 years and become the boss of the factory, so to speak, or the boss of the office even. Yeah. Gone are the days of that now. Um, you ne- never hear that from anyone. Yeah. People are very quick to put entrepreneur in their name. In their bio. A couple of clothes on like a secondhand website. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They wore a couple of, they wore a designer <laughs> trainer once. And they sold it on a website and now they're the entrepreneur, they're chapter of the year. <laughs> yeah. They're Blade Brown. So yeah. you see what I'm saying? It's like that that in itself is self-marketing as well. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to you're trying to get the accolades and you're trying to get the status of being an entrepreneur or being an influencer without actually having a viable business that's actually made any money or actually having any kind of influence on anyone it's like you'd rather have the title of it um because i guess that's what's being pushed to us and that's what we're seeing in it yeah 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 i mean influencers have this like this self-importance i find um just through like interactions with with certain people i feel like influence have this sort of like self-importance where they feel like what they're doing in this world and no disrespect because i'm happy that people are like, kind of making money from like, course, yeah. posting a few photos and that but i think what they feel as if what they're doing in this world is like really like vital to the um to the food chain to, mm. to the ecosystem but i think <laughs> what they don't realize is again as i've said like throughout this podcast episode they're just byproducts um they're just byproducts of a way bigger sort of like program and yeah, so, and a way a way bigger process. Yeah, you called it a food chain. Yeah, yeah, that that explains it just like that. It's like there's, it's a food chain. Yeah, you're only hey. one part of the chain. Yeah, you're really one part of the chain, and your importance in that chain as the world grows and as technology grows and as influence itself in the real world grows. Yeah, your importance in that chain as an influencer starts to dwindle and dwindle because now mm-hmm. there is like your normal influence you've got micro influencers yeah imagine no disrespect again guys but imagine imagine your um your lifelong ambition is to be a micro influencer yeah so you're at the bottom of the food chain of even influencers bro, and you've got to try and work your way up in the influencer game yeah 
Um, and imagine like the amount of photos you have to take, 25 photos just to get that one pose right. And you're doing it for a brand that you don't really give a fuck about. Like you don't actually care or you don't want to wear it, but you're dreaming of the day that you're going to get to wear Nike or, you know, like kind of a relatively mid-range brand. But it's yeah. like, I'm just going to put on what people just throw at me for now. And the quality might be a bit shit or I don't really like the colors and stuff, but I've got to put it on. I've got to like send a hashtag because they're going to pay me 200 pound this week. That's it. And it's, it's like, an issue, isn't it? And well, it's yeah. like the, the same way with the company, they can throw money at someone who they don't even really, it's like, oh, what, what's your engagement? Oh, is that, yeah, you get the right amount of numbers, you get the right amount of views on your story, get the right amount of likes. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll throw at her or throw at him. Mm-hmm. The brand doesn't give a fuck about the influencer. And a lot of the time, the influencer doesn't give a fuck about the, 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 the people they're trying to influence. Yeah. They're basically trying to get the bag through companies. The companies are trying to get the bag through the influencers. And it's just all like, it's all a bit of a mess. It's all a bit disconnected. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah. Some, in certain scenarios, sometimes it can be done right. Mm-hmm especially because now we, we are in a society where it's like, it's quite, once you have a certain amount of um, influence, you could say, mm-hmm. and you, you can garner a certain amount of views and attention, mm-hmm. you're going to have companies coming and approaching you. So I, I see this, like I watch a lot of YouTubers, right? And I see this and I pay attention to the ads that they run on their channel because they'll have sponsored Obviously, they can run ads on their YouTube. That's whatever. YouTube decides who they're going to throw on there. But they can actually have sponsors as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll get a number of different companies. And you might see the same ones pop up time to time, depending on the niche that you're watching. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I watch a lot of like fitness stuff, self-development stuff, uh, social commentary and gaming. That's like the, a lot of what I watch. So I see the same kinds of brands pop up, but you can always tell when like there's a YouTuber or an influencer and they've just accepted this sponsorship and they, you, you can, I don't care. It's like, I respect the, um, the influencer or whatever. I respect them. I watch them. Obviously I'm subscribed to them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can tell, I can see through it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're just, you're, do, you're doing this for a bit of cash. <laughs> and it's like you know what i'll let it slide because everyone's got to eat mm-hmm. but come on brev yeah no one gives a fuck about that pro like do you know what i mean and i don't know is like it, 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 is there is that going to come to an end soon where it just dies out and companies get a little bit more smarter about who they approach i don't know i think it's just probably too easy considering how it's been like we were saying with the what was the do you know the price on like a super bowl ad do you remember it was like ridiculous oh, money crazy yeah yeah. yeah. it's like millions or something yeah millions. for like a tiny little ad on a super bowl mm-hmm. i don't know what it's like nowadays but to think that people were paying millions and millions for like a tv ad and now it's like they can just throw s- such a reduced cost at people who get millions of views every day day they put out youtube videos and stuff every day and they get millions of views way more than tv shows were getting back in a day yeah, yeah, yeah. at a fraction of the cost yeah it's kind of like well what's the incentive for them to stop 
that's the facts. I think with the with the Super Bowl um, example, I I, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Only it only makes sense for the biggest brands. So yeah. McDonald's did one with Kanye West where he pulled up in a fucking tank um, <laughs> to the drive-through, and it was like yeah. thirty seconds. It was like literally he made like a sound. I think he asked for a Big Mac or whatever, and he made like a sound. He went like, mm, something like that, <laughs> and it was like that was the sound that like it, it was like trending or whatever. Yeah. That works to a degree because McDonald's has the 25 million, dare I say, maybe even 100 million to They've throw got that. at a Super Bowl ad. They've got that, yeah. Um, it's recognizable across the world. So the millions of eyes that are on the Super Bowl, uh, they're actually look, they're more critiquing it for the style of the advert as opposed to like, oh, let me look at this brand and see what this brand is saying. You know what the brand is. It's McDonald's. You know it. It's McDonald's. He's pulled yeah, up. We've all been there. You know what they sell. Yeah, it's household. And I think Coca Cola can afford to do that, mm-hmm. or whatever. New brands wouldn't be able to afford to do that. It's too risky. Yeah, um, and too much creative control. Too much like creative stuff would have to um, be involved in that. Don't get me wrong. If the accessibility was there for everybody, it'd be amazing because it's millions upon millions of eyes watching this particular event. Yeah, the Super Bowl halftime show and the Super Bowl adverts are usually more interesting than the actual sport itself the actual match yeah and that's saying something do you know what i mean and that's america for you yeah one, one that's <laughs> yeah. the american dream it's just like <laughs> everything is just gloss and pretty do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Just like big brands and corporations shiny colors. lights yeah that's it literally um but yeah it, it is a really weird one because obviously if you are advertising on youtube you are more likely to get more eyes on your product now and i see that a lot as well like with a lot of sort of like podcasts that i listen to or like uh youtube stuff that i watch mm. you do see the same sort of ads being rolled out and you can genuinely see when someone uses the product the product you can tell you can tell when they use it you can tell they actually enjoy using the product yeah but some things just like just don't make sense like for example you know letting the listeners in on something we've had conversations before about like potentially you know like looking for advertising or looking mm-hmm. for like, sponsorship and stuff like that yeah. And that'd be us marketing a product to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not against marketing. So the whole point of this conversation isn't to like bash marketing or like people that market products because we yeah, it's, do. It's a necess- it's necessity. Yeah. Like, it as has to I, happen. As soon as I step out of the house, I'm marketing products. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just as simple as that. Um, I'm marketing earphones. I'm marketing trainers. I'm marketing a bag, maybe a jacket. Do you know what I'm saying? Like logos of brands are there for a reason. Um, but we we always said that if we were ever going to do any form of like sponsorships or advertising, we'd have to keep our integrity intact and our moral compass in, intact. Hundred percent. If a herbal tea company comes at me and asks me to like market their product, what are you saying, bro? Bro, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go <laughs> <from> here, <laughs> and I'm gonna pour the tea on the floor. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'll say, I don't drink this. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. but you know, uh, certain people will look at it because like, again, when you're doing a pro, when you're doing a, some form of like, um, create creative art for free, you're making yeah. music, you're doing podcasts, you're hosting a show or whatever for free. Right. Yeah. It's so easy to look at a company that comes at you with his 200 pounds and we'll yeah. pay you 200 pounds a week. Um, to go on your podcast once a week and say that you drink this delicious herbal tea. 
yeah that has all these benefits and you've got to talk about the benefits that it does for you so you've got to say like <laughs> It makes you lose two stone every That's it. every month and blah, 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 blah. Sleep's better. Sleep's better. Your skin's better. Your hair's better. Boom, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. You've got to say all of this stuff that it says on the back of the um, on the back of the box and they're going to pay you your money. And I understand that we're in times where, you know, inflation and utility mm-hmm. bills have gone up and stuff like that. You can do with that extra money. For me personally, though, and I'm not the most like, moral person in the world but i would like to kind of keep my integrity at some point and that's why i think that um the positive and negatives of market can sometimes be blurred because yeah. i'd much rather products be marketed in a way that kind of suits the person who's marketing the product and also suits the brand and the brand's identity as well yeah in my opinion yeah, and I think that's going to lead to more sales. Bottom line, that's better marketing. It's better. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time you can go down the, um, I guess, quantity over quality. You could simplify it too. Let's mm-hmm. ship this product out to as many influencers or as many channels as we can mm-hmm. in the hopes that we reach as many people as we can Yep. so that we get as many sales as we can. and. Yeah a lot of the time you're going to be hitting people that are not in your target audience and they know this, yeah. but then it's not in your target audience. Like if I'm like me and Liam started talking to you about the fucking benefits of this herbal tea, like as a listener, like be honest, like, would you give a fuck? <laughs> Let me know in it. DM me. Cause I want to know. Cause I personally don't think you'd give two tosses. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not helping the listener. Or the, you know, the medium between it. It's not helping us. So who's winning? No one. But it's like, obviously, quantity over quality. In certain scenarios, it can, I don't know, it can work to a certain degree, but it's not, I don't think it's an ideal marketing strategy. Um, And yeah, there's just like a lot of different ways of marketing. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Otherwise, no one will give a fuck. Do you know what's funny? You've seen the uh, the, the nonsense with um, Will Smith, bruv. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Will Smith, basically, as I'm sure you might have seen or heard, Will Smith at the Oscars mm-hmm. uh, with his Mrs. Jada, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, a uh, nice little comedian mm-hmm. uh, telling some jokes about uh, Jada's bald head mm-hmm. saying like, I don't know, GI Joe or whatever. Will Smith's busting up. He's mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah. And then Jada's like getting angry about it. She's pulling her face. Next thing you know, Will Smith's walking over, slapping Chris Rock in the middle of the Oscars. Oh, and then like shortly after accepts an award for some film, don't know what film it was mate um and gives an emotional speech where he cries and all this stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of memes there's a lot of videos about it there's a lot of attention about it and i just think to myself wow this is brilliant marketing because did you know the oscars was going on no i certainly fucking didn't mm-hmm. i didn't have a fucking who gives a fuck about the oscars mm-hmm. right. i don't care about the oscars i didn't even know the oscars were going on until all these memes started rolling through. Bruh, 
the fakest slap in the world. That is all just complete bollocks. It's all staged. Man didn't even slap him. At least slap the man. I don't even think he actually slapped him. I think it was a WWE thing, bruv. Stone Cold Steve Austin thing, bruv. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, What's that I, about? Yeah, do you know what? Um, I've been trying to avoid conversation about this. I will address it. I'm going to address it now. But I think that the key, the key thing is, like you just pointed out here, yeah, is that no one gives a fuck about the Oscars anymore. Literally. Um, and the archaic way in which award shows are kind of presented to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so year after year, f- formerly credible award shows like the Oscars and the Grammys and the Golden Globes and whatnot have continuously lost ratings in terms of viewers. Yeah. Because no one's got time to sit there on a Sunday night for four or five hours to watch all these awards take place. Now, don't get me wrong. 10, 15 years ago, you look forward to these award nights. Do you know what I mean? You want yeah, to see no, what the stars are wearing. You want to see who wins. You want to see uh-huh. the performances. Um, massive deal. Yeah. Um, your film becomes a way bigger film if like, you win like, best movie at the Oscars or you get best actor at the Oscars. It's a huge accolade. It matters. Um, to some of the greatest actors of our generations and before, right? Yeah. Now... In this generation that we're saying where we're looking at our phone screens a lot and we have we've got really short attention spans, all of us, because of like the fast pace of like technology in this world. No one has the time to sit there and watch all this stuff. No. Um best German film and best foreign speaking film and best cinematography and all this kind of stuff. No one's got time for it, right? So what they've had to do and I think the Oscars are just a bit late to the party, to be honest with you, because all of our favorite shows, and when I say are, I mean like everyone. Yeah. Saturday Night Live, for example, or even like UK shows, they've all been whittled down to just like clips and memes Yeah. nowadays. No one sits there, I can tell you for free, like in America, New York or whatever, no one sits there anymore on Saturday night and watches SNL, Saturday Night Live. But a day or two later on the internet, you'll see the clip of like Kim Kardashian being on Saturday Night Live. She like she says something funny or she sings or she does a comedy bit. Yeah. Um, you'll see Pete Davidson, you'll see a Kanye West performance on there, you'll see like um you'll see like certain clips, it's been whittled down because we're in the YouTube generation. Mm-hmm. So we want to go on YouTube, we want to watch five minute clip highlights of what happened on Saturday Night Live rather than watching the two hour show. Yeah. So to bring us back to the Oscars, again, time is of an essence, mate. We can't sit down and watch the show anymore. So what do we need to do? We need to see clips. We need hard-hitting clips. They say in the 48 Laws of Power, one of the laws of power is to, um, to create compelling spectacles in mm. order to garnish power, garnish eyes, garnish attention. Yeah. So there we go. We, we're back to the marketing conversation again, and we're talking about outrage marketing. Yeah. Will Smith is probably very tired from a marketing perspective and a PR perspective. He's very tired of coming across looking like a weak man or a man that allows his wife to do this and that. Yeah. Someone was going to have to play their role as the victim in this scenario. Um, Will Smith hasn't got that relationship with Ricky Gervais. So if Ricky Gervais was on that stage, as he has done for the last couple of years doing the Oscars, if he was doing the same joke, Ricky Gervais would not have got slapped on this particular night. Yeah, there's no way. Um, 
if The Rock was presenting the Oscars, I don't think it would have worked if Will Smith went up there and tried to hit The Rock. Um, it had to be it had to be Chris Rock because Chris Rock's not Chris Rock's not a threat in any kind of way. He's you know not what I mean? a threat in any kind of way. Chris Rock also has um, a tour which is about to take place called Ego Death. FYI, Ego well, that Death. That makes sense. The death of his ego. Wow, um, plays or, into it perfectly. Which is taking place in the next few months. Tickets are now sold out. FYI, it wasn't the, it wasn't the case before the Oscars. Who knew? Who knew that that was going on? Um, and here we are talking about the Oscars again. Exactly. Um, the viewing the viewing was really down. The viewing predictions were really down. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are, due to a fifteen second clip. Yeah. The Oscars are now the most talked about thing for the whole of this week, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. I, it really, it really bugs me that no one can sort of like see through it all. That's what sort of like. Well, that's what. Me. Yeah, that's what I'm struggling with because a lot of the time it's like, and I, uh, me personally, I don't try. I don't look for this shit, but it, it's thrust upon you. You can't yeah. avoid it. Everyone seems to be talking about it, and when I see it, from what yeah. I've seen, it's like people are taking it all very quite seriously. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised by that, but because I know how people are. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, it's more fun to pretend like it's real. Mm-hmm. So I give people the benefit, some people the benefit of the doubts. Not, not all of you lot. Some of you lot are fucking idiots, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People, Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't get caught up in this shit. What are you playing at, mate? But like some of you, I know you're just playing into it because it's more fun act like it's real yeah mm-hmm. fair play but come on man like really no one gives a fuck about the oscars and we we wouldn't be talking about the oscars right now mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this event mm-hmm. um so i can't take any of it seriously i can't take the slap seriously i can't take his little speech where he started crying of course he started crying at the start he's an mm-hmm. actor, he's like, a great actor. People, yeah. people forget <laughs> it's paid actors He's just won a fucking Oscar, mm-hmm. which is like a great accolade for an actor. Yeah. Does anyone know the film that he was it? The, the, I do. Film yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was yeah. it a good film? It was, I have not seen it, but it's King Richard. It was basically um, the biopic of like Serena Williams, Venus Williams' father, Richard Williams. Oh, okay. Which is why they were there as well. Like he, he okay. played he played their father basically. Interesting. See, me personally, I didn't know anything about the film, but that's interesting. Okay, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, no one was talking about the Oscars, and you know, it's like I, I don't know. I just see through it. I see there's benefit to the Oscars. There's benefit to Will, Jada, Chris Rock, everyone involved, um, and any news media outlet that's going to cover it, and you know, just clicks galore. Like, uh, they would have got paid handsomely off this. Yeah, of course. It's like even if it's not like monetary gain, it's like the eyes, isn't it? It's attention eyes, gain. Yeah, and, and that's it means worth as much as in the long cash. term they can turn yeah. that into money. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think that we said this like a few weeks ago. Funnily enough, that like the the Smiths are essentially the Kardashians. Yeah, um, and they've turned themselves into a market machine in that respect. Where like you were saying, bad publicity is is publicity at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so they can talk about having an open marriage and being you know, swingers and they're Scientologists and their son, the son is, is this whatever, way, the daughter, the daughter is, this, daughter way. is this way. 
their names are Jaden's. Jaden's not a weird name, but Willow's quite a different, uh, you know, a relatively like alternative yeah. name. Um, and it's just like their whole sort of like world is just not real, is it? They're not going to like an office every day. They're not like picking up the newspaper every day. Like they yeah. live in a bubble in, I believe, LA or whatever. So their lives are very sort of like different. And I think that what will happen now, most likely, and to be honest with you, by me even saying this, I think to myself, like, surely they can't be this obvious about it. And people mm. are still going to lap it up, though. But they're going to do one of um, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table talks. The, 100%, 100% they will. And yes. It's going to be Will Smith. <laughs> oh, shit. Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> yeah. Probably her mum, because she sits there and does all this healing stuff. They, she makes them sit around the table and hold hands. And no fucking way. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah with crystals and all that shit. Love um, that. So she'll be Amazing. there. And Chris Rock will probably sit yeah. at the table. Um, and they'll cry. Chris Rock will probably cry and talk about his trauma that his dad hit him years ago, yeah. whatever, bullshit. And then Will Smith will like cry and say like he was lashing out because he, the whole public was talking about him and his marriage and like he just lost it. And yeah. you know, it's only a, a human beings lose it sometimes. Just because I'm a celebrity, it doesn't mean I should be perfect. It's all absolute bollocks. And that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. And it's going to play out in front I believe of that. us. And we're all going to act shocked. And we're all going to sit there and watch it. And again, some people will choose to sit there and watch the Red Table talk for three hours. Or yeah. some people will just wait until the clips and the memes are turned into like one minute little clips, which is easily digestible. Yeah. Watch it through social media. Yeah. So we're either going to see the full match or we're going to see the highlights either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people are going to lap it up. And I go back to the same thing that I say to everyone all the time when they come to me with reality TV bullshit or they come to me with celebrity gossip. Yeah. A lot of people have like mold on their bathroom walls or on their living room walls that they're refusing to like deal with and paint. A lot of people, a lot of people have issues within their workplace um, where they've put in like for a promotion for a couple of years, but they don't seem to be able to get to promotion and their manager continues to like disrespect them. Yeah. But they seem really concerned with two very rich celebrities who they've never met in their lives before. Slap, you know, one guy slapping another guy, and they seem very, very concerned. They spend their every waking hour on social media or in their friendship groups or in their group chats talking about this particular action. Yeah, but they're not dealing with the actions and the stuff that they need to be dealing with in their real everyday lives. That's it. Because through mass marketing and outrage marketing, all this other stuff, and through negativity within the media, we're using it as our escapism. We would rather laugh at Chris Rock, mm-hmm. feel sorry for Will Smith, or like say that's a real husband. I've been seeing people say like that's how you're supposed to protect your wife. Listen, e- e- even that I-, I think is outrageous. To it's, be honest, it's all I think he was. <laughs> it's all scripted. Um, yeah, come and, on, man. Do you know, like, good luck to them all. Good luck to them all, honestly, because I don't have any hatred towards them. At the end of the day, they're not in my. I don't hate it. Life. Yeah. They are like million. They're like hundreds of millions up. Like I cannot judge it. Like it's it's one of them things where like it's not part of our lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? And that's that. But the thing is, it is part of their lifestyles. So it's like I can't I can't hate that. Yeah, it's what they are paid to do. It's what it's their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't expect any less from an actor. They get paid to act. Yeah, what are they doing acting? I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. But I just think it shows like how 
I think it's just an example of how prior and previously we used to look to Hollywood and actors uh, and movie stars and singers as like the big ticket. This, this is like where the influence comes in mm-hmm. and it slowly transitioned through the power of social media mm-hmm. and the need for us to be on our phones and be a little bit more um, addicted to that quick fix. Yeah. We're needing that shorter form of entertainment. We don't want to see the full movie. We don't want to see the full event. We don't need the big thing. We just need the small thing. We need it right now. And also the react, the, the switching, changing from the fake, well, not necessarily fake, but like the actors and like the Hollywood stars to get in a little bit more real. Yes. You know, like the reality. Yes. You know, and it, it started with like, you know, Kardashians and various different little shows that we had in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it's transitioned and gone on like, you know, different different platforms. And now we're at where we're at. Mm-hmm. where you don't even need to go on like a little before it used to be you used to go on like a little tv show a reality tv show like a Taui or love island or whatever now you don't even need to do that and you can still get that kind of yes influence yeah so it's slowly trickled down and to be honest like will smith is influences less than it was you know years ago maybe when he was fresh prince and you know, whatever he said, you'd be like, oh, wow. Because you don't know any better, innit? Yeah. We weren't as close to them. But now we're closer. And if you can see it, you can see it for what it is. But if you can't, you know, I guess you're caught in the web. Yeah, that's it. Well, they, you, you've hit the nail on the head, mate. Like, they're, they're now selling reality, aren't they? That's what yeah. And it starts... I feel like it started as more, I think it, the reality TV has always been fake to a degree, but it as the need for drama mm-hmm. and the need for juice mm-hmm. has gone up, mm-hmm. reality TV has got more and more fake. Yeah. It's almost like going back to like, yeah. it's become Hollywood again. They're taking the piss out of people. <laughs> They're yeah. taking the piss out of us. <laughs> yeah. They are. It's an absolute piss take some of the stuff that I, that comes across my timeline sometimes. But that's what the actors and like the singers and the and the people, the whole marketing thing now, the trend in marketing is to sell reality now. Yes. Um, back yeah. in the day before our time, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley and, and you know Michael Jackson and stuff were seen as larger than life characters. So yes. despite the fact that these people were like real people at their core, so to speak, they were not like necessarily touchable, untouchable, literally. And they're all seen as larger than life characters. And that went into like, even like our childhoods and stuff. And we spoke yeah. about Eminem, I believe last week, he was almost seen as like a larger than life character. And when you're young, you don't take into effect, you don't take into effect that like, you know, he's not even using his real name. Like he's got a stage name, for example. Yeah. And we're calling this guy by his stage name every day. And he's dyed his hair blonde. And, He's actually got black hair. Yeah. Um, and even the tattoos are marketing strategies because the tattoos are like dark and he's got like tattoos that say like slip me on his wrists and stuff like that. Eminem doesn't feel like that today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so 
little things like that is like all part of the branding because if you're making millions what's getting a bit of ink on your arm do you know what i'm saying um you're never gonna have to work again you don't really have to like, worry about this stuff ever again and yeah we look at these artists and like despite the fact they are probably like just normal real people at their core there's so much marketing and so much like pr and like, money pumped into them that they probably don't even know they're real from fake anymore because they can't go out and about and do their own thing yeah um anyway so i'm kind of digressing in that sense but we used to look at these artists as like untouchable people you know like the rappers the singers the movie stars etc etc yeah but what's now happened and that's why i feel as if like over the last few years the smiths for example have probably brought in a younger pr team it wouldn't surprise me i feel like that makes sense i feel like like you were saying the influence that these people were having was sort of like dwindling yeah. um, because they went through a little period in like the late 90s, early 2000s where they turned to like Scientology and they were going through that sort of like, uh, we hang around with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes and mm. it's kind of like sub-religion that believe in like the Big Bang Theory, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they were going down that route for a while and they've seen as a bit kooky and a bit weird then. But in order to keep yourself relevant, because there's no denying that Will Smith is a brilliant actor and like he makes good films and he gets cast yeah. in amazing films. Yeah, I agree with that. There's no denying that, but that's not enough no more. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You you said that like being a great rapper or being a great actor in like a blockbuster movie is just not enough no more. Yeah. Because you're not gonna get the phone people who have their heads in phones you're not going to get yeah. them to come the mass the masses in it and spend the money yeah so the new thing now is to because of social media is to sell reality so rather than being this larger than life character no you're the rapper or the footballer or the movie star that will turn up to the hospital now to a particular ward in the hospital and hang out with the kids for a few days and yeah. that, like you're their friend and stuff and like be pictured with like these kids that are going through like life-threatening illnesses and stuff like that and you're like mm-hmm. one you're one of the people one of them one of the people and you strategically get pictured wearing you know like a beyonce for example strategically get pictured wearing something from zara beyonce beyonce wearing something like zara oh, yeah. my, oh my god you know <laughs> like it's not designer stuff she's wearing she's got a zara bag and it makes you believe that like you can one day be Beyonce. Now, I, I, that you're gonna yeah. Be. Yeah. Do you know what it, I mean? It, so it, it, it's, it's real influence, isn't it? They're selling reality to you. You're being sold reality. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, even the little comes down to the little, the thing is once you, and, and the thing is, once you become, once you have a certain level of influence, everything I would imagine becomes about money to some degree because right. Cool. Everything I do gets watched by millions. So if I'm a woman and I'm putting on my little lipstick, why am I going to put on in front of the camera? Why am I going to put on the lipstick that I actually like? Mm-hmm. Why would I not just put on a lipstick that a brand is paying me thousands, if not millions for? Yeah. Why am I going to everything that you do becomes an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that you're not it's like reality but it's not reality it's a exactly. false reality isn't it well well yeah that and that's the thing 
they're, they're trying to sell you on this belief that this stuff that I, that happens just to be placed in my house. And this is the stuff that I enjoy doing and where it's like, even at the moment, you know, you've got Rihanna who recently um, fell pregnant and, re- and revealed their pregnant, her pregnancy, sorry, with like um, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. So now every time you see Rihanna out, you also see her, her stomach as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite concerning to me, first and foremost, because in New Bruh. York, there's been times where it's been rainy, it's been quite cold. That's, that's, <laughs> the, fir- that's the first thing. But You're concerned for the picnic? I'm concerned for the kid. But the, the thing is, with that, though, it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. We do get it. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, I guess the reason why she's doing this is because she wants us right now at this time to have this conversation so we're kind of feeding into it because at the end of the day all marketing all publicity is good publicity right yeah so we follow the trail we follow the story it keeps us engaged even if, even though us two guys in our 30s or whatever are not interested in like you know rihanna's sort of like pregnancy and whatnot it's going to continuously be followed because we've now stated it on a thing so we've just done a bit of her marketing for her it's just, just like a chain, it's yeah. just a chain of events. She didn't pay us a penny, by the way, as well, guys, just to let you know. Yeah. Not a penny. Not a penny. You know what I mean? Free of charge. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, this is why I think as well, sometimes celebrities can even fake pregnancies and fake their deaths as well, potentially. Okay. Because it's like, sometimes that's the biggest marketing strategies you got going. And like, in terms of a, pre- a fake pregnancy, it could be, I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I've seen a geezer, yeah, on YouTube, give me a 30-minute presentation about Rihanna's a geezer. Um, right, so yeah. there's that whole side of things, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, that's neither here nor there. But sometimes these celebrities, they might have a surrogate mother. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not good publicity it's not as much influence to have a surrogate mother mm-hmm. it's just not it's better to rihanna walking around with the belly yeah it's way better we wouldn't be talking about rihanna's pregnancy if it was a surrogate mother we just who would give a fuck yeah. like, oh, whatever mm-hmm. but like you need to have the belly on show so sometimes they might do a little fake pregnancy have a surrogate mother or whatever and then boom bam uh, you can get these little fake bumps and that. I don't know. I ain't done the research for that. So who knows? But I know that that happens, I would say. And even definitely the fake deaths. I, I don't believe that every celebrity that dies has really died when is reported to them to be. I definitely think there's, I don't know. There's some here and there that definitely, it's, it, you get to a certain point where something happens in your career and you think to yourself, or it might not even be that person. It might be their team around them that says, you're better off dead. Uh, you make more money dead um, than alive at this point. So you can crack on, go and live somewhere else, whatever. Who knows what they're doing? Um, and boom, if they're a music artist, they're fucking streams and their music, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's legacy. They yeah, become yeah. a legend, Hall of Fame things. <laughs> yeah, I... That, the death one is interesting. I've not really thought of it from that perspective. Um, that is very interesting. I think to kind of um, kind of relate to that, I definitely think that like when rappers get shot, mm. I definitely thought to myself before that when there's like a shooting or 
someone's tour bus got shot up or like no one got injured, but someone's tour it's always someone's tour bus gets like shot up um by the local people there or whatever. Yeah. Or there's some form of like shooting or another thing that happens a lot within the music industry is that contract disputes and that contract falling outs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think Megan Thee Stallion uses that a lot and she's the, she's probably got the worst PR and marketing team. It's so believable and obvious, but people yeah. fall for it all the time. Um, she's at like, disputes with her label. She, they're not allowing her to release her album and they're not paying her enough. So she's essentially been working for free for the last two years or losing money, so to speak. It's always something wrong. There's always something going on, and it yeah. all culminates in like her potentially getting shot in the foot by another um, famous Toronto-based rapper slash singer. Yeah, it's like, come on now, where 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 do we draw the line here? Sort of like just fake marketing. Yeah, and the the fake outrage that was met with that particular story. Oh, that's it. And it's weird that as things materialize, because to me, even like even looking at it from the guy's perspective. If you didn't do something, which I personally believe he probably didn't, or I, I wasn't there, I think it may have been a marketing scheme that was like um, cooked up between the two parties. Most likely. Most likely. Because someone has their I'm Not Guilty album to kind of sell, and someone has I'm the Victim, the female victim exactly. album and music to sell as well. Because throughout that whole sort of outrage, she released that, that WAP tune, Great Stuff, with yeah. Cardi B or whatever, Tory was obviously on his run doing his music and whatnot, whatnot as well. Um, so a lot of that, again, is like fake outrage, sort of like marketing. To go back to what I was saying, if you was in his shoes, I know legally you're not supposed to talk on anything, but surely you would just openly say like, I didn't do it. I just didn't shoot someone. I didn't shoot yeah, someone yeah. But I, I just don't understand. Maybe American law is very different or maybe LA law is very different. But I don't understand how denying something publicly comes back to haunt you or gets you into any trouble um and then even on the even the situation where she's implying that he shot her she's not openly coming out and saying like he shot me she's just saying stuff like that n-word shot shot me man like blah blah like she's <laughs> yeah. not, not specifically saying, saying that, it. that guy shot more likely me. for legal reasons it's all like it's all just semantics yeah, it's all just who knows. Yeah, it's all a bit vague, isn't it? And it's taken long. It's like two years for them to investigate this. Look, there was witnesses. People give witness statements. There's obviously going to be fingerprints. There's going to be shrapnel. She apparently got shot in her foot when she was dancing on a yacht a month later. Um, the foot has the most bones within the body. Is in the foot. So if you ever break your foot or you shatter bones within your foot, you'll know about it. Yeah, she was peak. dancing on a yacht. She was walking around normally dancing. Um, it's a bit strange. And I think that it's getting to the point now where the case is coming to an end and it's looking very likely that he's proven innocent. I mean, it's making her look like now. So where does she kind of go from here? Because like, if you're fake victim blaming, if you're, you know, if you're being, you know, you're fake, um, faking a victim sort of thing, you know, what happens to you? Surely you get punished for that, right? Um, You'd think so. It's, 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 well that's the thing it's like the, 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 we it goes back to the same thing where it's like in a lot of these scenarios where something's happened 
mm-hmm. and everyone has an opinion about it mm-hmm. and their opinion is so like inflamed and like oh my god i can't believe outrage mm-hmm. but because it's fake outrage eh, it doesn't really matter it's fake isn't it it's just whatever um and i think the, people are like learning to capitalize on that um and learning that sometimes it's better to be I don't know, you could say hated or for people to question you or just get garner the attention first mm-hmm. and then use that attention for whatever it is you got. Yeah. You see that a lot with even just like in the rap industry. Like we've I feel I feel like we've had a wave that's kind of almost come and gone in a sense. You know, with that like kind of SoundCloud kind of wave mm-hmm. that came through. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you started seeing a lot of rappers with like face tats, right? Um, and like seemingly lower quality music, but more aggressive, maybe marketing strategies, like Six Nine, for example, and mm. various others. They come out the gates and they just they do what they do, and the longevity is, I don't know, it's it's not as long, and it dies off. Um, and some of them it lasts longer than others, depending on you know maybe their musical talent or just if they have something about them in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, not to talk too much about um, the artists that you just mentioned, Six Nine. I think with with him, and I think people from that sort of like realm, he was he personally, I believe, was just like a complete product, mm. a complete marketing product. Um, there was nothing genuine about about him yeah. as an artist or as a human, like in terms of anything that he was talking about in his music. There was probably no belief in the, in the music that he was doing. The music was probably being written for him, produced for him. You go in here and you sell this product, just the same way that Rihanna does, Beyonce does. These people don't write their lyrics. You know, they they get given a track. Yeah, the track is sung to them as well it's recorded for them they just got to learn it just like me and you would have to do yeah and then just go in the booth and like, put your own vocals to it um and you're the face of this particular product um and then you get the tattoos and you get the big like crazy tattoos and the colorful hair and stuff like that yeah and that was a product which was being sold he it's weird because we're talking about selling reality now he lost his fans or the money or the income whatever or the the semen success because his reality got exposed he became fake yeah in the eyes of the listeners so as much as everyone thought that like after he did what he did in terms of like telling on people or whatever after he did what he did when he comes out of like prison after spending like 18 months in a lot of people thought they're like oh your typical white kid in Connecticut is not going to care what he did to a bunch of gangsters and put them in inside for a few years. They're not going to care. They're still going to buy his music. It doesn't work like that because these white kids who are not from these urban environments, they buy into the reality of these urban environments. That's right. They, they want to see their favorite rapper get shot nine times. They yeah. want to see their favorite rapper walking around with like guns on them and like posing with guns in the videos and stuff like that. So once it was exposed that he was actually fake and he put like a bunch of like drug dealers and like gangsters who were very stupid as well into yeah. prison <laughs> the white kid who's never lived this life in the 
in, in, in a so million far years. removed yeah. so far removed and never will live this life and it's just sort of like impressionable by what he sees on YouTube he's looking at him and being like that bruh, Mexican you're going against fake. the code yeah you're yeah. going against the code bro going against the code <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah yeah and, and, and that's the thing and then like that's how you kind of lose because he essentially was selling authenticity well he's riding off it innit yeah riding off well, I'm, I'm purely me I can stand around in the hood with 50 aggressive looking guys around me with purple and green hair and yeah. no one could do nothing to me. I am as real as it gets. And the fakery is com- completely exposed. And it's like almost now because he's kind of lost that sort of like authentic backing, no one from the quote unquote streets will stand anywhere near him. No. He's literally just a record label product now, which is just sort of like floating in the orbit and, Yes, he's not going broke and he isn't broke. That's all bullshit. That's marketing in itself as well. That again, yeah. yeah we've seen that him, before. Keep yeah. him in the news. Just something to say so you can keep him in the news. But he's in this sort of like orbit now where like, who listens to his music? Because DJs, reputable DJs are scared to play his stuff. They don't want to play it. Um, yeah. you, you probably still get shows, I'm sure. But again, it's like, you, can you buy into this music? People still want to have something to believe in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like you said, SoundCloud rap and reality TV and even like fast fashion, no disrespect, but the misguided, the boohoos, the, yeah. all these different fashions, they're here today, gone tomorrow, mm. a couple of washes and they're damaged. You know what I'm saying? So it's similar in, in terms of McDonald's, it's similar in terms of 6 9 it's similar in terms of like reality TV. It's here today, gone tomorrow, basically. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant, mate. Ding ding ding! <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you deserve you deserve an Oscar. You got me to talk about six nine and Will Smith. In <laughs> I pledge I'll never do it. <laughs> Mate. Um, but yeah, if uh, people want to be forced to talk about stuff they don't want to talk about, more, where can they find you, mate? <laughs> find me. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Kai Galligan. There's only one of me. Find me on there. I'm on YouTube, Kai Wait. Find me on there. I'm about in it. Get in touch. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, and if you want to talk to me and hear some of my rivet opinions on reality <laughs> TV and market, social media, um, you can follow and me. more of on, his bars. <laughs> you can follow me and come speak to me at thebrokeballer underscore. That's on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Um, yeah. And obviously, the Call Center podcast um, Instagram channel, uh, we are continuing to um, post um, exclusive kind of like clips um before it kind of gets like marketed anywhere else um as well as sort of earlier previews to the episodes which come out on saturday evenings as well mm-hmm. um but yeah this has been episode 45 peace peace